Welcome to an inspiring message from Pastor Gillian Cameron, lead pastor of Arise Church in New Zealand. We know this message will encourage, inspire, and empower you. Hey, well, this morning we're going to be talking about mothers. And, um, you know, the role of mothers is so many, isn't it, and so varied. And let me know, mums, today, if you can relate to any of these. See, mothers can be the COOs, the chief operating officer of their family. They're the jack of all trades. They're the Transit New Zealand coordinator, the health inspector, the dental hygienist, the master chef, the consultant, the beauty technician, the sleep psychologist, and the counselor. Motherhood, with all its aspects, is a beautiful entrustment from God. Motherhood is a beautiful thing. You know, today we're honoring all mums. We're honoring those who are expecting a baby. We're honoring those with littlies, those with teenagers and tweenagers, and um, those with uni students. We're honoring those who uh, wish those uni students would leave home, those who wish they would come back. <laughs> we're honoring those with children who are close by and children who are far off. Today we're also honoring those who have adopted children, fostered children, or borrowed children and simply provided a mothering nurture for people in their lives. We wanna to say today that by including people in our lives and mothering them, you've made a great difference. We wanna to say today that you're beautiful, we love you, we honor you, you're special, and that all of your church family, in case you might have missed it, all of your church family is cheering you on and heaven is cheering for you as well. Today we also want to acknowledge those who are struggling today, and maybe your mom is no longer here. You know, the Bible says that we are surrounded with a great cloud of witnesses. I believe that our moms are cheering us on from heaven. Our moms are still believing the best for us and watching over us and cheering for us. For those of us who maybe today it's a challenge to come to Mother's Day because we're yet to be a mom or we're believing for that to happen in our lives. I want you to know that our hearts are with you and our prayer is with you and we are also believing that God would somehow open up the way for you to experience this in your lives. You know, today I wanna to talk about what God gives moms and we've talked about the many roles and I'm gonna just touch on a few of those today and, and share a message this morning. But firstly, before I begin my message, I just need to clarify something for people. It is so lovely today to have my kids here with me. Uh, Lara and Will, my family, I've made them travel with me. Give everyone a wave. I wanna show off my beautiful family today. I don't get to do it often. You can stand up for a sec if you wouldn't mind. I just wanna show. I have a family, they exist, they're beautiful. I love you guys so very much. Thank you kids, you bring me so much joy. And to clarify before I start, this cannot be a very expensive Mother's Day for me, so may I please be released from every fine due to the mention of your names. Give me a nod, ah, oh, thumbs up, there we go, great. Otherwise, it would be too expensive for me, and that's not what Mother's Day should be, right? <laughs> I'm going to read from Judges chapter 4 this morning. It says in Judges chapter 4, verse 4, Deborah, the wife of Lepidoth, was a prophet who was judging Israel at that time. She would sit under the palm of Deborah between Ramah and Bethel in the hill country of Ephraim. The Israelites would go to her for judgment. 
One day, she sent for Barak, son of Abinoam, who lived in Kedesh in the land of Naphtali. She said to him, this is what the Lord, the God of Israel commands you. Call out 10,000 warriors from the tribe of Naphtali and Zebulun at Mount Tabor. And I will call out Caesarea, who was their enemy. I'm going to bring out your enemy so you can fight them. Commander of Jabin's army, along with his chariots and warriors, I'm going to bring them to the Kishon River. And there I will give you, the Lord says, I will give you victory over him. Barak says to Deborah, I will go, but only if you go with me. Oh, very well, she replied, I will go with you, but you will no longer receive the honor in this venture, for the Lord's victory over Caesarea will be at the hands of a woman. So Deborah went with Barak to Kedesh, and at Kedesh, Barak called together the tribes of Zephulun and Naphtali. 10,000 warriors went with him, and Deborah also went with him. See, Judges 5 verse 7 says, There were few people left in the villages of Israel until Deborah arose as a mother for Israel. See, today we see in the life of Deborah, someone who is a judge, a leader, a prophet, but she is also a mother to God's people. And because one mother arose, God brought a great victory. God brought a nation into its destiny. God did something great. She was an amazing mother. And I see those attributes that are in Deborah in many of the mothers that are gathered here today. Those same attributes that were in her, that she arose as a mother, I believe are in the lives of the mothers that have gathered here today. You know, to be a mother is to choose action. Anyone with a preschooler? Oh, you are running after them nonstop. To be a mother is to choose action. There is no reticence. There is no sitting back. There is no shrinking back. Well, your child will destroy the whole neighborhood. I've had a few, right? To choose encouragement is what a mother represents. To speak to the potential in the child. To judge wisely. Deborah was a judge. Hey, any mothers here had to settle sibling disputes? Playing the judge and jury is a role that every mother both loves and hates. <laughs> to bless, to believe, to stand within faith. Today, every mother has these attributes and we're honoring you for them. The first thing I wanna say this morning is that a mother is entrusted to be a carrier. We think about that moment of conception and the moment the seed comes in the woman's body and she begins to carry that baby, everything begins to change. From that moment on, from conception, God gives us a symbolic picture of what it is to carry a child. And the mother never stops carrying that child the whole rest of its life. You know, we think about how as your stomach grows and it gets awkward and you're staggering around and your balance is completely gone. I mean, that's what motherhood does. Your balance is gone, your coordination is gone. And suddenly you're staggering around with this big thing that you're carrying this weight, this, this difference in your body. And then you can barely tie up your shoelaces. In fact, where have your feet gone? And, uh, you know, then when the baby finally is born, then you're mounted with this front pack or this backpack or some kind of newfound contraption that they didn't have in my day. How cool is modern parenting? But now you're carrying that little baby like a little Joey in a pouch. <laughs> little head peeping out. But, you know, this picture of carrying is actually symbolic of what a mother does the whole life of the child. 
See, the mother carries the child close to their heart. They nurture them. They create security. They create intimacy. They create an environment of support, of love, of being held securely. I believe that every mother learns what it is to be a carrier. Mothers carry us when we need extra support. They know when to hold on to us and when to push us out. They know that they have been trusted with the potential of a life. You know, I'll never forget when my last baby, Will, he turned three, and you just saw him before. He's a bit of a man mountain, and uh, he's going to be taller than his mum and dad for sure. But he was my baby, and I'll never forget when he turned three, and that painful moment came where I could no longer pick him up and carry him. In fact, I was trying, and his feet were like only this far off the ground. <laughs> and at that moment comes when we can't physically carry our children anymore. But motherhood means we never stop carrying. We always carry the potential of this child's life, and we carry this child close to our heart every day of their life. You know, the carrying may stop, but the emotional, the spiritual, never stops. Being aware that when they miss their friends, we're carrying them. When they, something hasn't gone well in their lives, or they've had a bad day at school, we're carrying them. When their game has run out of batteries, we are carrying them. We are always carrying. Deborah was amazing because she not only carried her family and all of those duties, she carried a nation and her faith. And I believe that as mothers, we are entrusted with the future nation shapers. We are entrusted with nations. We are entrusted with people who are going to do great things. And those who carry well can create security and can create a new future for their children. You know, I want to say as well that I know that in this room today and uh, we would all know people who are carrying their children and caring for their children without assistance from the child's father. I want to say today that I believe God honors you for your labor of love. And the promise of God that came to Deborah is the promise that comes to you. See, Deborah is asked to lead this nation. And in fact, she says to the man, will you go and do it? And he says, only if you do it. And God says, well, the honor isn't yours anymore. And the truth is, that if we're doing it, then the honor belongs to you. You are the one doing it. God promises that yours is the honor. And I wanna say that God honors you, your church family honors you, and what you are doing is honorable. The second thing I wanna talk about is that a mother is entrusted with destiny. I mean, hey, we see through the Bible mothers who are like, my child is amazing. And so we should think that every mother thinks their child is amazing, yes? I think about Moses' mother. She's like, look at this baby. This is no ordinary child. Uh-uh, my child is gonna do something special. See, she's entrusted with destiny. She saw it and she was able to call it out. What about Hannah? She has a baby called Samuel. She says, this child, he's gonna be set apart for the Lord. He's gonna do something great for God. And so she raises him in the house of God. She raises him in the courts of the Lord and she brings him up with a vision because she saw the seed of destiny of what God wanted to do in his life. What about Elizabeth who gave birth to John the Baptist? She's like, man, this child, he's no ordinary child. He's gonna do something special. I'm gonna raise him as in like, an, I'm gonna raise him to follow the ways of the Lord because he is gonna prepare the way of the Lord. See, every mother knows and believes in the seed of destiny in their child. Think about Mary, the mother of Jesus. I mean, she saw the seed of destiny and she nurtured it to fulfillment. God trusted her with Jesus because she could do that. 
they're at a wedding and the first miracle that Jesus does is because his mother pushes him to do it. A mother can see a seed of destiny. A mother can push us out into what God wants for us. The mother comes to him and says, no more wine at the wedding. And Jesus is like, what do you want me to do? And she's like, but she says to the servants, do whatever he tells you. She honors the gift in her child. She honors the gift. And because she honors Jesus, miracles are released. When mothers honor what God has put in a child's life, it can come to fruition. It can come to pass. It can be a blessing that goes on and on beyond that moment. Who knows that Mary pushing Jesus in that moment released him into supernatural season. The Bible says that the disciples then believed in him because of that miracle. See, a mother's intuition, a mother's timing begins to release a seed of destiny. Who better to speak to the future and to speak life to gifts and talents and to declare vision? My poor daughter, Lara, I'm constantly speaking to her about things that she does not want to do, but I see a seed of destiny. You see, I'll never forget when she was three years old and she would run into a meeting that was happening. It was a very somber meeting. You know, John was probably speaking and it was all very serious back then. Darling, you least serious. And Lara, I'm, I'm the one that makes the meetings fun, I'm just saying. It's true, you all know it. Lara, she would come running into the meeting. She said, Mommy, Daddy, it's my turn to speak. And then we would give her the floor and she would share her message. She said, You know, temptation is coming. You know what you've got to do when temptation comes? You've got to run. And then she would run all around the room in this cute little onesie, and it was so adorable. And she would write messages in her book, and I'll never forget, this was the message she preached. And one day we were at Dines' house about to have a shared lunch. And let's just say the table was laden with donuts and all kinds of treats that we should not eat. And Lara because this was the message that was burning in her heart, just as the moment came to say grace and everybody had paused, Lara came bursting in and she said, watch out everybody, temptation is coming. <laughs> sure enough, it was. But the truth is I tell her, Lara, from the age of three, you've wanted to preach one day, you might, darling. And she's like, never, never, I'm never. And I'm like, darling, at the age of three, see mothers will speak to the seed of destiny. We don't know what can come out of a child's life if we would breathe on the seed of destiny. The third thing is that a mother is entrusted to be a giver. Put your hand up if you have a selfless mother in this place. Aren't they amazing? Mothers have such a high capacity to give and keep on giving. You know, maybe like me, you can remember that season of motherhood. We're going to the supermarket alone was like taking a holiday. It could have been the south of France or Asia as you, as you breeze through the international food aisles. I'm in Asia right now. As you went down the aisle with coconut milk, now I'm in Fiji. As you peruse the steak, now I'm in Argentina. Oh, it was like a holiday destination going to the supermarket alone. Why? Because mothers invest everything, every minute of their time, they're selfless, they sacrifice, they're willing to lay down their lives for their kids. 
You know, um, many of you know that I enjoy to cook, and sometimes I'm successful, sometimes not so much, but I do love to cook. But cooking is my domain. It's like the supermarket. I shut everybody out. It doesn't matter what war zone is going on in the house. There I am doing my thing in the kitchen, and I block out the world. I remember when the kids were a bit smaller before they learned the lesson of don't intrude on mum in the kitchen. And they would come to me and say, mummy, can I help? I was like, okay, you can help. And I remember one day making pancakes, and you know, I'm so glad that I let them into my kitchen that day because I'll never forget what happened. We're making pancakes, and Will's like, I'm going to help you, mum, with the eggs. And I'm like, okay, son, you can do the eggs. He says, yeah, I'm going to hatch the eggs. I was like, that is priceless. But who knows that out of mess comes great moments, that motherhood is so messy And when we're laying down our lives, sometimes it's just a lot of mess. You know, you can't keep that house tidy. You can't stay on top of things. Mount washing is piling up. Motherhood is full of mess. And every season, it doesn't stop. But isn't it full of the most precious moments? And mothers are always willing to give and create those moments. The fourth thing today is that a mother is entrusted with forming values. Proverbs 6.20 says, My son, keep your father's commands and your mother's teaching. See, there is a different role that mothers and fathers both play in a family. And the mother's role is teaching. I believe that the way we see a difference is that a mother brings value to a child through nurture, that the nurture lays a foundation for biblical values. I mean, my poor kids, I've talked to them about a lot of things. I've taught them a lot of things. And the truth is that when we teach, we prepare them for what they're going to face in their future. When we discuss the pressures they might face, I believe that teaching is a preparation. Teaching lays a foundation for our children to be everything God wants. You know, some things that we teach our children and mothers teach the children is our word is our bond. We tell the truth. We respect others. We help others. We pick up after ourselves. Jury is out on whether I've managed to do that one. (laughs) Bedrooms are their own domain. (laughs) In so many ways, a mother is vital in shaping a moral character in a child. Look, I wanna say what we value, we teach children to value. What we value, we teach children to value. You know, I was just up in Auckland and my mum, she's, you know, she's the ultimate supreme cook and the kitchen is definitely her domain. But one of the ways she shows love is cooking for us. But the thing is that she doesn't just cook us unhealthy food. She used to work at the Heart Foundation. So every meal is good for our heart health. See, the value of looking after our bodies, looking after our health, she instills it in the way that she nurtures us. The truth is that we instill values in the way that we nurture. And what we show matters. My mum is always telling me, don't put cream in your coffee. Sad to say, I've yet to submit to that one. (laughs) But overall, (laughs) we try to live healthy because that's the value that she's taught. You know, this year, both our kids said to us, oh, we want to do piano. And I'm like, okay, carpe diem, seize the day. Let's go get a piano. And we got them a, you know, a cheap starter's piano. Our last keyboard we had, I'm so sorry to say, was put to an early death by an incontinent cat and was unredeemable. So, it's true. This year, (laughs) I'm like, strike while the iron's hot. We'll go out and purchase a keyboard. Why would we do that? Because we understand that nurture teaches values 
that actually learning a craft, having a discipline, will create something within them that matters, that, ha that, that we will teach them discipline, diligence, stewardship, personal responsibility, that investing in cr uh, at a craft and at a skill can produce so much in their lives. I'm pleased to report that both children are applying themselves well, and hopefully Shahan will be out of a job before you know it. <laughs> Look, I wanna honor every mum for being a nurturer, for being a teacher, for depositing values, for creating a value that creates change in our society. Who knows that when a mother teaches value, it produces an amazing citizen and an amazing uh, depth in our society. We actually shape, we stitch together the fabric of our society by every value and principle that we instill, particularly godly ones. See, the greatest gift that we give our kids is faith. We see that in the life of Timothy, Timothy had a gift of faith, his faith that came from his grandmother and from his mother. You know, I actually, this is one of the greatest things that my mom ever gave to me, was this gift of faith. Some of you may have heard the story, but she lived through a very challenging time in her life. And when I was five years old, she became uh, paralyzed. Over the course of a couple of years, she could no longer walk. And at the time when she could no longer walk, the doctors finally discovered what was going on. They scanned her body and they discovered that there was a tumor in her neck. In this whole season of leading up to it, my mom had a life group and she prayed in the life group and she got a picture with her life group that one day, even though she right now could barely move and her mobility was gone, that one day she would run through a meadow behind our house with my sister and I in each hand. This picture kept her going. This picture sustained her even in the midst of challenge. Look, mothers, maybe you're in a season of difficulty and challenge. Maybe you're worried about the, how the situation in your life will impact on your children. I want to say that if we can keep our faith even in the midst of the challenge, if we can stay walking with God in the midst of challenge, it will not hurt our children. In fact, it will bless our children. Don't worry if things are hard right now because the lessons are that God will take us out the other side and our children will be stronger because they saw how we got through the mess, we got through the difficulty, but we held tightly to God in the middle of it. My mom held to this promise and she's told me the story of how God brought everything together. See, the person who was the expert in the world that dealt with these tumors was from Egypt. He was a Coptic Christian man, a believer. And he was there teaching the Dunedin students how to actually operate on this. And he was there. He was there. The timing of the Lord. He was the one who performed the operation. They said to my mom, if we'd found it any later, it would have been inoperable. After they'd opened her up, they said, if we'd actually realized what was happening with these tumors, we probably wouldn't have even tried. But God kept things hidden that needed to be hidden and revealed things that needed to be revealed. This Christian man operated on my mom and he says to her later after the operation, he says, I knew that the Lord was guiding my hand. And in that moment, she's on the operating table a whole lot longer and because of her faith and because of the journey, my dad gets down on his knees and he says, if Helen lives, I'm gonna give my life to Jesus. I'm gonna give my life to Jesus. She comes out of that theater and miraculously, she is fully healed. That tumor has been perfectly dealt with. No loss of movement, no spinal impact, 
no problem. And she did run through that meadow with my sister and I hand in hand. And from that moment on, my whole family went to church every Sunday. My mother gave me the gift of faith. My mother showed me that God is faithful, that even though we don't know when our miracle is coming, if we just trust and believe that God can get us out the other side, this is the gift that mothers can entrust into our lives. Faithful mothers make a difference. And when we believe in a God who brings us out the other side, oh, our lives are set on a course of destiny. We can make a difference in this world because a mother believed in us, because a mother deposited something wonderful within us. Oh, look, every child in this room, your mother sees that potential and your father in heaven. He knows the plan he has marked out for you. Oh, no, each one of us, want, he wants to run in the freedom of his promise, the freedom of his promise. Look, today, I truly believe that the lives of mothers cause an echo that lasts for generations to come. That as mothers raise children with values, as they nurture, as they invest in their children, there is a holy echo that comes out of their lives for generations to come. If you would like to find out more about Arise Church and Pastor John Cameron, visit arisechurch.com or connect with us on Instagram at arisechurch and at johncameronnz.